Grab a Torch podcast, a rundown and chat about reality show Survivor. Episode, but first, if you're listening to the podcast version of Grab a Torch podcast, there's also a video version over on BitChute as well as Odyssey, maybe even over on Rumble. We'll see. I will add links in the description below. I appreciate you being here. Let's get started. Fair warning, I'm jumping all over the place and starting at day five at the Immunity Challenge when Marianne finds out that Zachary is gone. Marianne's mouth is a gape. Jeff has to ask, of course. And Marianne says that Zachary is exactly her kind of white boy. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yep, I know. So here's what I'm thinking in case production is paying attention and they can get it together quick enough and we can live in a little fantasy world for a moment here. What if... Once Marianne is voted off, we get a second crew who films she and Zachary as they watch each episode. They're eating good food, getting to know one another, a show within a show. The two of them would be called Mac, of course. So if anyone knows anyone, because we cannot let Marianne get away. However, I don't actually want Marianne voted off. I'm now intrigued to see how many days it might take before she's just trying to make it through the day like everyone else. Like, who does Marianne become at that point? All right, let's stay with Taku Tribe and talk about this. Muscles Jonathan is Omar's meat shield, which just, ugh. Omar is Jonathan's brain shield, which is better than the other thing. It's all a lot, but here's the thing. Over at Vati Tribe, Hai actually needs a meat shield, being vegan and all, but he's forced to face facts. If he's going to survive Survivor, he's going to have to eat meat. He feels guilty as hell, but what can he do on a season with no rice? So Jenny and Chanel found a bunch of hermit crabs to cook up, and that's what Hai got started with. He looked horrified. I felt terrible for him. But he did admit that it tasted good, good and guilty. At Ika Tribe, Roxroy told Drea that if they go back to tribal, it has to be Tori. I say, why talk about it so soon? Anyway, after telling Roxroy yes, Drea goes down to the beach where Swathi and Tori are hanging out, and she tells them that she wants an all-girls alliance. This delights the hell out of Tori, as she was really down and hungry after Tribal. I think Tori let her head leave the game and she was thinking about the food she would be consuming as soon as her torch was snuffed. So finding herself back at camp as a sitting duck, a hungry sitting duck, was a whole lot for her to take in. Anyway, Drea delivers the All Girls Alliance info in her own Roxroy way, trying to zip it up and keep it from getting messy but I think she messed up. Ika is not facing tribal right now, 
Who knows how much time they have before they go back to tribal, but a lot can happen in a short amount of time. Oh, and also, Drea revealed to them that she has an extra vote. Why? Why, why, why? Why did she do any of it? Instead of coming down to the beach for a quick, brisk exchange, she should have asked if she was intruding, right? Treat the young folks like they matter and all, and then maybe say that she's needing some girl time. She could have sat there and let them do most of the talking, give them her time and attention, become social, laugh at the funny, cry at the sad, and basically build some bridges. The fact is, Tori might be desperate and grasping at straws, but Swathi is not. My girl Swathi, when Drea leaves, suggests to Tori that instead they get rid of Drea. Tori's energy level spiked, which put her on cloud nine, which is to say, she has plenty of room now for her next emotional dive down when things get dark. How is that for Grimm? Let's go back to Taku tribe, where Omar tells everyone if he disappears, he's not looking for the hidden idol. They can find him on the beach praying because he's Muslim, and if anyone has questions for him, he'd be glad to talk. Jonathan says if Omar has any questions about Christianity, he can ask him, and Lindsay lets everyone know that she's a bad Jew and won't be able to answer anything, which brought the laughs. Marianne even weaved together a prayer mat for Omar out of fronds. I swear I could hear the sound of a doorbell ring, and then music started up, and out from the jungle on bicycles were a couple of young Mormon missionaries, and they broke out into song. Hello, my name is Elder Price. Come on, come on. I know you heard that too. Anyway, speaking of not hunting for idols, let's go over to Vati Tribe, where Mike's strategy is to always be working hard and collecting materials for camp, a perfect cover for idol hunting, and it pays off. Or does it? Maybe not, because when he reads the idol, it says, Beware advantage. If you take it, it's yours, and you must do what it says, otherwise leave it. How ominous. Of course, nobody's going to leave it. Not in this game. So, this is what it says. You have found a three-way shared immunity idol. Each tribe has one. But in order for your idol to have power, the other two idols must also be found. Here's how you will know. At the next immunity challenge, you must say a secret phrase in front of the other players. If another player has found their idol, they will reply with their secret phrase. Once all three phrases have been said at the same immunity challenge, then all three idols have power. But until then, you cannot vote at any tribal council. This is why the advantage says beware. There was more to it, I didn't catch it all, but Mike's phrase is... There's such a grace in the game of soccer, it makes me cry. Ironically enough, he hates soccer. Doesn't even really think it's a sport. So Mike always thought he'd keep an idle secret, but right away he tells Jenny, which isn't a bad thing considering they're close. But he doesn't actually tell her the full truth. He says nothing about it needing to be activated and that he has no vote until then. I don't get it. And then things turn more confusing because he goes and tells Daniel the full truth. Or at least he tries to. He can't remember it all, and he's rehid the idol and lost it. Daniel's in disbelief at Mike's gameplay, but they eventually find it again. And once Daniel reads it, he tells Mike that since he's currently safe, it makes no sense to bring it up at the next challenge. 
So what is up with leaving Jenny out of things? Jenny is his strongest ally. She's the same Jenny from the triangle puzzle. She's Jenny from the block for hell's sakes. So Daniel meets up and tells Chanel all about Mike's idol so that the two of them can use the information to their advantage. Really, what in the hell was Mike thinking? Anyway, let's jump back to the immunity and reward challenge where Vati Tribe takes first place and wins a whole lot of fishing gear. Ika takes second for less fishing gear and Taku Tribe is headed to Tribal Council. So, talk at Taku Tribe is all about whether it should be Marianne or Mariah. Interview style, Lindsay feels like Marianne gets flustered under pressure and one of the things Lindsay looks for in an alliance is they don't panic and burn to the ground and take her down with them. So at Tribal, Marianne finds out in the voting booth that she has an extra vote from her risk-a-vote hike, which she hides away for safekeeping. Wouldn't it be incredible if Marianne, of all people, managed to keep the extra vote secret and pulled off some epic move with it? I was surprised Marianne didn't play her shot in the dark, considering how nervous she was. Mariah did play hers, but she came up empty, and Mariah Sharon is gone. Third person off the island, and I'm bummed. We didn't even really get to know her all that well, and I'll never see her in that hat again. So, of course, the question now is, does Mariah tell Zachary off-island that Marianne's coming for him, and probably sooner rather than not? Ooh, maybe not, though. Okay, let's sum it all up. With Taku down to only four players, Jonathan the Christian, Omar the Muslim, Lindsay the Bad Jew, and Marianne the Hyper, maybe Marianne is kept on for loyalty votes, used by whomever is ready to make a big move, if the move is to make a big move. And like I said, Marianne has that extra vote. Zip it, Marianne. Honestly, Jonathan, Omar, and Lindsay are so tight that if the three of them can avoid tribal until the merge, they will be a force to be reckoned with. But if not, do they stick together or does one of them go rogue, pull in Marianne, and do some kind of blindside? With Ika Tribe, I think Swathi should keep tight with Tori and also build up a relationship with Romeo, very much on the down low, so that Roxroy and Drea never see them spending time together. Romeo found out right away that Drea's loyalty to a coalition is fickle. He also lost the Skinny Boy Alliance with Zat gone. It could be Swathi and Romeo working together and making their way into the merge. Vati Tribe is still six players strong. I really like Daniel. I think he's smart in all the ways there are to be smart. I wish we knew more about Chanel at this point, so hopefully that happens soon. I noticed that Daniel was situationally aware when he was with Mike and the idol, not wanting to be caught standing around talking. The same when he and Chanel were together. Both of them were very cautious and split up quickly. I think that Lydia could be an easy target if Vati ever ends up at Tribal, and maybe high after that. It seems like the two of them are more isolated from the other four. Mike is the one who got messy and scattered and has maybe created some waves just under the surface. If Jenny finds out Mike wasn't honest, and or that he reached out to Daniel without letting her in on it, she could start looking for greener pastures. If Jenny finds out and wants to make her own waves, 
she could hook up with Lydia and Hi, and the three of them would have some power to really do something. All right, I do believe that's it for this week. I cannot wait for episode three. Until then, thanks for hanging out. Take it easy.